You are listening to episode 68 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I've been thinking a lot lately about how we tend to go through life on autopilot. We're busy with work. We're busy with getting it done. We're busy with family. We're busy with our laptops and our phones. And as a result, we stop asking the questions that drive our big picture. And we start operating with a very small runway and very much in the short term. And we start living very passively as a result. And that can look successful in some ways, but there is a cost. What happens is that we're not deliberately driving and seizing our futures and our destiny. What I'm talking about today is this opportunity specifically that's coming up as we enter back into the world as we know it, or the one that we want to intentionally create instead. I was talking to a young man. He is a senior in high school. And it got me thinking as I listened to him, he was saying it was one of the last days before he needed to decide a college. He said someone asked the question what he was thinking of. He listed three colleges. He was in the presence of three adults, myself being one of them. And he very honestly and forward said, I have these three colleges, but I could see he was down. And he's like, they they just don't reflect all the hard work I've done. And A couple things went through my mind. One, how self-aware, you know, two, how vulnerable for him to be this honest with people he didn't know. And three, how sad, because what I felt is something that I had experienced many years ago myself, which was that this unconscious cultural paradigm that we have to accomplish and achieve and be prominent in order to be worthy. And I could sense that that's what was being said underneath what he said. This comes deep. We have all been taught. It's probably one of the hardest things that we've been taught. The worst things that we've been taught is, you know, that we got to keep doing hard work and accomplishing and achieving. We are a doing obsessed society. And we've been taught that our worthiness and our significance and our success is a product of us focusing on this doing path you know? And it was heartbreaking because what I know is that he wasn't asking the right questions. How is he really measuring his long-term trajectory? And it's understandable. And I certainly wasn't blaming him. But what I knew is that this is the beginning of a person 15, 20, and 25 years out without any intervention who will be like many in our society, many of the successful and many of the driven, and it may be you who and, and me who are not answering the right questions, who don't have the big picture 
of how they really are going to measure success and what needs to be rethought, what needs to be refined in terms of success and productivity. Because you see, right now, what is apparent is that there is an entire, some would say majority, that are empty and isolated. They've been driving to success and they've even got it. I was reading an article from the Harvard Business Review with his, I think his name's Clayton Christensen. And how do you measure your life? How will you measure your life? And he was telling the story about these Harvard business people. And what he really does is that he's a MBA professor who teaches business models on management and innovation. Eventually he started to apply those and show people how those methods could improve people's ability to lead a good life. And some of the, his observations though were really interesting. And in essence, he was saying that we all have these decisions about allocating our personal time and our energy. And ultimately those things shape your life and your life strategy. Just like you do it in business and in your organization, you know how much time, energy, money to go into different apartments, departments. The same too goes with applying that to the other areas of your life so that you live out a long-term strategy. What he says is that when people have a high need for achievement, that they also have this unconscious propensity to under-invest in their families and over-invest in their careers, even though they will say their intimate and most loving relationships with their families are the things that are most important and that they, those matter. Their days don't necessarily reflect that. What he's calling to task is that he sees that it's because of a lack of, of the big picture. It's a lack of the life strategy being laid out and being familiar with it and living and driving by that life strategy on a day-to-day basis, having it in front and center. It's like having, you know, driving your car only in the driveway and only being able to see the driveway pattern as opposed to being able to see the whole runway. I thought it was interesting also that he said when people have a high need for achievement that when they're given an extra half hour of time or a little bit extra energy, that they'll unconsciously allocate those things to activities that yield a very specific and tangible result or tangible accomplishment. And our careers provide that. They're the most concrete evidence that we're moving forward. You know, you can design a presentation, you can ship a product, you can get a paper published, you can get promoted, you can get a you know, extra paycheck. These are all very tangible things. We can taste and feel them. And in a world that is so doing focused and accomplishment driven as, since we were babies, you know, it's like you, when you hear your, your kid comes in, how many times have you said, did you, you know, from the, from the game, did you win the game? Did you score any goals? We're taught very young to be very focused on driving results. Not necessarily did we enjoy the process, even though research shows us that's very much where the greatest joy comes from, not in the results, but in the process. So then what happens, if we go back to this, we know where this comes from, especially that he he recognizes as he's studying with these Harvard Business master students, is that there's not attention. There's this drive to get things done so that putting attention to, you know, investing time with the family or investing time with your spouse 
doesn't offer the same immediate sense of achievement. You know, after that conversation with them, we don't see that, oh, there's a very well-produced daughter or son that takes many, many years. So in a world that's doing obsessed and results focused and that we're externally driven to be complimented and validated by the outside, as opposed to asking the question is what will make me feel alive and how do I specifically and personally want to measure my life? Without asking that, we get thrown into an autopilot of living in a, a cultural paradigm which can leave and does lead many to be very empty, very isolated, sometimes very depressed. And we don't know why. The first step is to come back and to ask ourselves, what is my end game? What is my life strategy? What is my ideal relationship with my spouse or my children? And what does that look like? Because relationships we know also feed us. The path that many have been on prior to the pandemic has been one of complete overdrive, a pressured pace. And I'm not even saying that the the foot has been taken off the pedal, being at home and being in the midst of the pandemic. But we have an opportunity to make decisions, to have some time of introspection so that we can bring down the rates of burnout and stress, divorce, disconnection from kids who need us most. The problem is that with a high desire to excel, we continue to lose our focus on what truly matters. And we won't oftentimes, because of the very reason of it doesn't produce a tangible result right now, won't sit with ourselves in silence to answer the question, what is my long-term strategy? What is my purpose? How will I measure my life at the end? The programming is so, so deep. What I want you to know is that you can do well. You can accomplish while also living in line with what you value and the things that matter most to you. They're not mutually exclusive. In fact, when the individual thrives, the organization thrives. When the individual thrives, the family thrives. When the individual thrives, the business thrives. That's what we know. So coming back to the root of that, which you you know from a business standpoint, how to leverage. Leverage you by, by expanding you, by investing in you, by getting clear on your long-term strategy for life. If you have a heartbeat, it's not too late to rethink and redecide how you're going about productivity and success in your own life. We have to discover the courage to reprogram how we exist, to rethink and redefine how we go about productivity and success. Because what we know now is that a life well-lived is no longer based upon a stack of achievements. We've witnessed the pain and suffering that comes about by driving with that model of performance, that success paradigm that cultural paradigm of success. It's not a stack of achievements. It's a stack of building up others. It's a stack of present-filled moments that really matter, that really ultimately bring about a life well-lived. When we have this realization, everything shifts. Our trouble goes back to our saying that these things are mutually exclusive, that we don't have the time to both be successful and have a good life. This can be a a practical tool for you. When we invest in this idea that we have a lack of time to do it all, 
then we have a lack of time. You know, it's counterintuitive, but when you can expand your thinking to, I have all the time I need, I have more than enough time to have a life well-lived. And if I knew for a fact I had enough time, what would I do to complete and live out this fulfilling long-term life strategy? And one of the answers right away might be, I'd sit down and write down my life terms, my life strategy. Yes? I think it's interesting. I, I've asked myself at times, what would you know, our children say is most important to you? Like, what would my child say is most important to me? And is that what I want them to say? You know, ask yourself, what would your spouse say is most important to you? And what would you like them to say? Ask yourself, you know, we're passing these things down to the next generation. How well is it working for us? Do you put pressure on yourself to be significant or to do something grand with your life? And then are you placing pressure on your children to do the same? And unwittingly downloading a belief system on them that they are only as worthy as their last result, only as good as what they do. Just like you invest in your business or your organization or your work, you know you allocate and invest time differently. You must decide on those resources that you have. You've got just more businesses than you're used to thinking of. You've got the business of your relationship with your children. You're in the business of a relationship with your spouse you're in the business of your own personal work. You're in the business of a relationship with yourself. And get get more expansive in your view of the big picture, more expansive in the view of all your businesses that you're leading. And then, as Christensen says, keep the purpose of your life front and center each and every day so that you decide how you're going to spend your time and energy. I heard this quote that I've always loved, that you can get A's, all A's, and still flunk life. You can get all A's and still flunk life. This is by Walker Percy, meaning you can have all the success in the world. And you, I'm sure both you and I know people who are not living a life despite having a whole bunch of A's on what they've done or, or accomplished. When I think in, about this, this young man, I, I hope and wish, and I could have told him that not to worry about the prominence of the school or the achievement, or the external recognition. Worry about what you're contributing to others. How have you helped people become better? And how will you build other people up as you go? Or just don't worry at all. Think instead about your long term and about how you'll measure your life and make a commitment to live every day so that in the end, your life will be a success in terms of your own terms, on your own terms. I hope this has been helpful and can give you a more robust look at before there's a crisis. Or if you're in a crisis, know that crises are a perfect opportunity to redirect. They're all there for a reason. They're rich. If there's already been things that have occurred or there is disconnection with children or there is a divorce, these are just messengers. They're opportunities. Their feelings are messengers to tell us, okay, let me reevaluate. Let me step back. But I also, if you're not in crises yet, or it's not the largest of crises, know that we don't have to wait for pain to make a choice, to make a new decision, to redecide, to rethink success on our own terms. I hope this has been helpful, and I look forward to having another conversation with you next week. 
Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.